Hello and welcome. I'm Samantha Simmons. More hostages and prisoners in Israel and Gaza have been released as talks continue to extend the temporary ceasefire. A spokesperson for the Israeli government said that it would be open to an extension of the truce under the current hostage-prisoner exchange agreement. The US President Joe Biden says extending the conflict in Gaza would only play into the ideology of Hamas. Israel says it's received a list of hostages held in Gaza who could be released later on Wednesday, which would be the sixth day of the current truce. On Tuesday, 12 more hostages were released from Gaza, bringing the total number now freed to more than 80. It included 10 Israeli citizens and two Thai nationals. In return, Israel has released another 30 Palestinian prisoners. They joined the 150 other Palestinians, mostly women and teenage boys, who have so far been released from Israeli jails. Hamas crossed the border and killed 1,200 people in Israel on the 7th of October, with around 240 taken hostage. Since then, Gaza's Hamas-run health ministry says more than 14,800 people have been killed in Israel's retaliatory campaign, including around 6,000 children. Tal Heinrich, a spokesperson to the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, told the BBC the Israelis are willing to extend the ceasefire under the current terms. We have received the list. We are notifying uh, the families of the people who appear on the list and all other families of the hostages who are still being held in the Gaza Strip. Right now we're talking about 173 hostages who are still there. And we certainly hope that this materializes tomorrow and that we will see, hopefully, a sixth group of hostages uh, leaving the Gaza Strip and returning uh, uh, home to Israel. So we said that we are willing to extend this mechanism as we saw today, as we what took place today. And for every uh, 10 extra Israeli hostages that Hamas will release, we agreed to another extra day of uh, a humanitarian pause in the fighting. Well, with more on the hostage release, here's our correspondent Hugo Bishega. Back in Israel, after more than 50 days in captivity, the latest group of hostages freed by Hamas, 10 Israelis and two Thai nationals. They included Ditze, who's 84, a mother and daughter, Gabriela and Mia, and their dog, Bella, who was apparently kidnapped with them. 75-year-old Ada Sagi was also freed. This is her son speaking moments before her release. We were shaking. Uh, uh, with excitement, with, with it was hard to contain so much focus of the last 53 days were all about this moment. 81 hostages have now returned to Israel and details are starting to emerge about how they were treated in captivity. Today we heard the shocking testimonies of how 12-year-old Eitan was forced to watch gore videos from October the 7th and was beaten by terrorists. He is only 12 years old. In return, more Palestinians were released from Israeli jails. 180 have now been freed, women and teenagers. There was tribulation in Ramallah in the occupied West Bank as they returned home. Indescribable joy. I feel like I have escaped from death by coming out of the interrogation cell after spending a month there. The prison was extremely harsh, and thank God that I was released from the prison. We left behind many prisoners, and I hope they will also be released. In Gaza, the pause in the fighting is a chance to assess the damage. But the humanitarian crisis continues. 
Aid agencies have warned of hunger and disease amid shortages of water, food and petrol. The ceasefire is holding, but people in Gaza wonder for how long the guns will stay silent. Hugo Bachega, BBC News, Jerusalem. And Hugo joins me now from Jerusalem with the latest from there. Hugo, welcome to you. Let's pick up on that point. You ended your report with uh, how long will the guns stay silent? We're entering the sixth day now of this ceasefire with hopes uh, all around the world that it will be extended. What's your thoughts about the, the process going forward and what the Israeli government is saying and uh, the negotiators from Qatar? Yes, Samantha. So negotiations continue for an extension, another extension uh, to this uh, ceasefire truce between Israel and Hamas. So we heard from uh, Israeli government spokesperson uh, saying that uh, the authorities here are hopeful that uh, another extension uh, could happen. And uh, uh, Hamas has indicated that uh, they are open to that. So um, intelligence officials from uh, Egypt, uh, Israel and uh, the U.S. are in Qatar which has been uh, mediating those talks. Uh, yesterday they had meetings uh, to discuss the possible terms of this extension and I think more talks will be uh, happening uh, today. And uh, it will be interesting uh, to see uh, the terms of, of this new possible uh, deal because um, one of the possibilities is that uh, we could be seeing uh, the first group of men or uh, military personnel being released, uh, people who've been uh, held hostage now for more than 50 days. And uh, it will be interesting to see what, whether Hamas will have any kind of extra demand to release those Israeli officers. Now, today, we are expecting 10 more uh, Israeli hostages to be released. And again, for every Israeli hostage, we should see three Palestinian prisoners, uh, women and teenagers being released from Israeli jails. So obviously, uh, those negotiations continue, but that uh, the hope, not only here, but also in Gaza, uh, is that uh, this truce could be uh, extended and we could see um, an extension of this uh, ceasefire in Gaza. Just briefly, Hugo, what's the reaction there to this tweet from President Biden in which he said that allowing the conflict to continue would give Hamas what it wants? Yeah, I think uh, this, obviously the context uh, to this is that uh, the Israeli Prime Minister has been saying that the war against Hamas is not over and that uh, the Israeli offensive is going to continue uh, once uh, this temporary uh, ceasefire is over. I think uh, there may be uh, some pressure on the uh, Israeli Prime Minister uh, now with uh, the ceasefire uh, because we're seeing now those images of those families being reunited. So uh, I think some of those families will be putting pressure on the government to try to negotiate an extended uh, truce with Hamas. But at the same time, some people here uh, believe that an extended pausing hostilities will give um, Hamas time to regroup and uh, to reinforce its positions inside Gaza. So there is, of course, uh, a section of the Israeli military and uh, the Israeli government uh, saying that uh, the Israeli army needs to continue with its offensive in Gaza. And uh, President Biden, American officials uh, have been saying that uh, even if the Israeli offensive goes ahead, a lot of attention needs to be uh, focused on the humanitarian situation uh, of the Palestinians living in Gaza. We've seen that
that in the last few days because of this pausing hostilities, a lot of aid has get, uh, has been delivered to Palestinians uh, in Gaza, much needed aid. And uh, we're also hearing you know, warnings from UN officials, from aid organizations saying that it's not enough that the humanitarian crisis continues and the situation could get worse if uh, the situation doesn't change on the ground. Okay, Hugo, for now, thank you. Well, let's get more on the aid situation and speak with Dr. Natalie Roberts, who's from Doctors Without Borders, who joins us now. Welcome to you. Thanks very much for being with us. And um, what do you understand is happening with regards to aid and, and the people who are, are working with your organisation getting in and how much help they're able to offer now in Gaza? Thanks very much for having me. Yes, I mean, this temporary ceasefire has been a, a really welcome respite from, from the war, from the last seven weeks of war, which has caused massive humanitarian consequences, as we just heard. And in particular, what, what's happened over the last seven weeks is that the entire health system of the north of Gaza has collapsed. And the, the health system in the south of Gaza is, is barely functioning anyway, partly because hospitals have been targeted in this war, have been damaged and destroyed, medical staff have been killed, and partly because there's been seven weeks of, of complete siege, so there's no supplies, no fuel, no water going into Gaza. So obviously having six, six days of... of no fighting has allowed the hospitals in the south of Gaza to start responding to the buildup of injured people, uh, many people with burns, um, and they're being flooded essentially by hundreds of patients a day who have been unable to access medical care up until now from the north and from the south of Gaza. So the hospitals are entirely overwhelmed. Are they getting enough medical supplies in now to help those in need, though? I mean, there is some medical supply now coming in. Uh, there are some trucks entering Gaza. It is problematic that there's only one crossing to enter into Gaza today, which is the Rafa crossing. So it means while some trucks can come, there's big bottlenecks at the crossing. Um, and, and as was previously mentioned, after this longer siege, you know, it's going to it's going to take a lot more time and a lot more supply to be able to just even meet the basic needs today. And of course, we're all very concerned that if the fighting resumes, we'll end up back in the same situation we were before and there are no stockpiles left. And what is being done to possibly prepare for that, if anything can be? I mean, it's, it's really difficult to prepare for that. It's essentially, we're just trying to get as much as we can at the moment. I think all the aid organisations, the UN and NGOs like, like Médecins Sans Frontières, are trying as far as possible to, to really put stuff into Gaza as quickly as we can. However, you know, it's, it's just not possible to, to meet the needs today. Um, Obviously, as well, organizations like ours are preparing to respond in Egypt. And if possible, we, we want to bring patients um, out of Gaza into Egypt. But we do need to have some kind of reassurance that they'll be able to return home afterwards. Um, and I think the Egyptians need that as well. OK, Dr. Dr. Natalie Roberts, thank you very much for joining us there.